Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. I'm Normand Champigny. I'm the CEO of Quebec Precious Metal Corporation. Our company is listed on a Toronto Stock Exchange Venture Exchange. Our goal is to find the next gold mine in the James Bay region of Quebec. Norman, lovely to have you on the show, um, and I appreciate, appreciate you making the time to do that. Uh, we've not spoken a met before, I just want to be clear about that. Uh, so we're going to have a little romp through your story uh, today, but I better start with uh, you. So what's your relevant background? Uh, maybe get into some of the team as well. Thank you. So I'm a geological engineer by background. I've worked all my career in the mining industry uh, in Canada internationally. Many of those years were spent with Price Waterhouse Coopers mining practice in Canada and also based in Chile, uh, when a large mining boom occurred in the 1990s. I came back to Canada uh, in the early 2000, uh, and then I started to get involved in junior mining, primarily in Quebec, over the last 15 years. And I was appointed the CEO of Quebec Precious Metals when the company was created back in June of 2018. I'm a passion of the industry. Uh, I'm also uh, someone that wants to make sure the industry has the best image possible and that we do the right things uh, environmentally and uh, socially. So I've been involved as a board member and executive committee member of the Prospectors and Developers Association of Canada for a number of years. Also help create and chair a communication fund here in Quebec to improve the industry's image in the province of uh, Quebec. So what's been happening for the last three years? Started 2018, you're 20 million market cap, you're offloading some some assets and getting some money in, which, which, which is good. But what's, what's been happening since 2018? Because it hasn't really moved, it seems. So I'm going to go back to before 2018. Back in 2017, when I was running another public company that had projects near what is today's company's flagship project, there was an opportunity to consolidate, to create a stronger company by merging two existing companies, publicly trading companies, plus the assets of the company that I was running to create Quebec Precious Metals. And of course, to do that, you need funding. You need to have strong support. And the strongest support you can get is from the largest player in the region, which at that time was Gold Corp, today it's Newmont. They run the Eleanor mine. They've been operating that mine since 2014. So we contacted them and said, would you support such transaction? The answer was yes, we'd like to do that. So it took uh, just about 10 months to go from this concept to actually create a company, do the merger, add the assets, and start doing the, the hard work, really, which is to find the mine. The, the project was known, Sakami, the flagship project. And then since then, we've been drilling, drilling, and drilling. And as you mentioned, also, we've off, been offloading assets because as part of the merger of these two companies, a number of non-core assets came along that are not gold, they're not in James Bay. And what we want to do is focus on James Bay, focus on flagship project and drill. So we've been offloading to uh, companies that are interested in those commodities and uh, projects outside of James Bay. 
uh, over the last three years. So let me understand, you're not floating, it's, but that's your choice. You, a lot of companies um, say, well, we want to mitigate risk, we want multiple assets, et cetera. But you're very, I'm gold, I'm James Bay only. And if it's not, doesn't fit that category, we're offloading it, taking the cash and advancing the gold project. That, that's a conscious decision, not because it's you couldn't raise money. It's a decision and it's part of our business plan. We like gold, and we do look at gold projects in Quebec and elsewhere because sometimes you can have a portions that come up that uh, are very good. Uh, but our focus is our flagship project drilling there to identify a very significant resource and sell it to a, a developer, a producer. Uh, we're explorers, and we think we're pretty good at it, and that's our focus. Got it. Okay, because I was getting confused as to whether you were – project generators or explorers. Yeah, I think you've, you've explained that. Okay, so explorers it is. Um, can we just talk about those outliers, the, the projects which you've spun, well, sorry, you've, you've offloaded. Um, the, the, I think um, Vital, I think it's an Australian company, we've had them on here, picked up um, one of your projects that was talk of it being an $8 million transaction. How much of that money have you actually got in today? So the TAT transaction announced in August with Vital has not closed. It's $8 million over five years. We expect that transaction to close before the end of the year. Uh, the due diligence process has been finalized, and uh, I'm working closely with the Vital Metals uh, executive on that. Um, and that will give us normally $2.5 million this year, $2.5 million next year, and then three payments of $1 million the years after that. That's it. Are you concerned at all, if I just may ask Norman, uh, are you concerned at all about some of the pushback that they're getting locally affecting their ability to be able to make those payments to you? I mean, are you, are you aware of what's going on there? Well, obviously, we're under con confidentiality with them. So we have access to all the information. We can ask, ask all the questions. They are funded uh, fully for their project. They have started commercial production in Northwest Territories. I cannot speak on their behalf, but obviously they may be making very good progress and they have a very clear strategy uh, to become North America's uh, producer of rare earths. Right. But, but I think the question is more towards the, because they're getting a bit of pushback, do you think there'll be any delay in, in capital coming through to you? And will that cause you a knock-on Problem. I know you've raised money, and uh, and I know you've you've, you've saved two million bucks recently. But will the vital project delay you or hinder you in any way? Yeah, we don't want it to be an audio delay. Okay, fair enough. Um, should we talk about the um, sale of the royalty on on uh, Tanzim Lithium project as well? Is is that money in? That money is in uh, this uh, project. Uh, the previous company, one previous company was Urge. Um, had the project option to Sayona. Uh, they earned 100% interest uh, late last year. Payment to confirm the 100% interest was done in early 2021. But we had also a royalty that was created as part of the agreement. And then we uh, were informed by Sayona and that uh, LRC uh, was doing a transaction with Sayona in connection with another lithium project in Quebec, and also we're buying the royalty. Um, and under the grid we had with Sayona, we had a buyback provision for $2 million. So they were exercising that provision and paying us $2 million. And the money was received, and, and that was press release. 
Okay, fine. And then I, when I, I was referring to, I think it was 300,000 at the beginning of the year and then 3.25 in, in, in May. So uh, cash-wise, you guys are good at the moment and we'll see what happens with the timing of Vital. Um, you, but your expectation is that it will be as per the agreement you announced in August. Um, so what are you going to do with this money? Given that we now know you're an drill. explorer, drill, drill, drill. Okay. Um, well, how is, so you said you've done some drilling today. So how much drilling? What do you know so far? There's no resource on this thing yet, is there? So uh, I'll start with the drilling. Uh, we are going back to the field uh, in a few days to start a late fall winter campaign of 10,000 meters. Uh, the ground, frozen ground is easier uh, for drilling but also we want to advance as quickly as possible. And then we'll start another uh, drilling campaign next year uh, in the winter to continue to advance our flagship project. Obviously we've done surface work to better identify the targets that we're drilling, extending them. Uh, surface work was, was done in the, in the summer. Now, with respect to the resource, we have an internal model that we had for Sometime, uh, our goal is two million ounces of resources. This is what you need in that part of the world to justify a standalone gold operation. And we will decide based on the results that we have obtained uh, when we disclose that resource. Um, and we have consultants that have been appointed to help us. Um, we are in a position at the end of the year to uh, disclose a resource, but obviously we want to. Uh, disclose a resource that will draw more attention to the company and its flagship project based on uh, what we've done so far. You have a resource. Go ahead. No, I was about to say, so being what the 2 million number that you, you think you need to be able to, you know, make, well, make, yes. make a statement to make it economic. I mean, you've got, you've got other companies in the region who, who've done that also, but you know, if you're talking the Sirius, for instance, um, also around 20 million market cap. Do you, I mean, do you think 2 million is enough? Is going to be enough for you? The answer is you need size to justify a significant operation. Uh, our largest shareholder in Newmont, and we have a technical committee meeting. meeting. The operator mining area also believes that, that you need 2 million, hopefully more. So uh, the question comes down to grade, right? the grade, the better the resource. You may have 2 million ounces that are low grade. Obviously, it's not as good as having 2 million ounces of higher grade. So that's what we're focusing on, to find the best grades in the drilling that we are doing and will do. Okay, so, and so, so what are the grades? What is the average grade at the moment for you? So we're looking at an open pit uh, situation, and we, you know, uh, we, we, we target a, a grade that will range between 1 and 1.5 and grade in the resource. Okay, right. But you're not going to do anything about putting a, a maiden resource out until you've got more drilling, which you can put into there to kind of get near this 2 million. Because I think there's been some conversation in the market about or whether it be, you know, just getting over a million, 1.2 million, that sort of number. But you're, you're, you're quite clear about what you want to be able to say to the market. It's two. If you if you look if you look at uh, the information, especially the uh, representation in three dimensions that we've released, showing the great contours of the thickness and great times thickness, there's ample room to fit two million ounces. The volume is there. The question is, where can we get the best grades? 
And it, it, the more we drill, especially with the discovery we've done in 2020, uh, the extension, we call it La Pointe extension, uh, it keeps getting better. Every time we drill there, it keeps getting better. And, and, and it looks like there's potential extension at depth and certainly a long strike. So we're focusing on that. We've done also some surface work in the summer that shows that this zone will further extend to the Southwest. So this is all very good news to find more of higher grade material to add to the resource that we're developing. Right, and, and just and again, just some clear, because some retail investors, they look for moments and one a first moment as a maiden resource is, but at the same time, there's this kind of North American attitude to, you know, drilling till you find the extent of the envelope and you, you can understand the scale and potential here in extending strike, et cetera. Are you in any rush to get a main resource out because the pressure that retail investors are putting on you, or are you going to do it at the time that suits, or you think suits the company best? We would rather uh, under-promise and over-deliver than do the reverse. So we'd rather take our time to make sure we have the best resource possible this close to the market. I also would remind you uh, that now, if you want to do a transaction and sell your project, you, need, you don't need to have a resource uh, this close. Uh, the major companies and developers will do their own calculation. Uh, when Virginia sold to Gold Corp a number of years ago, what is today the Eleanor mine, there was no resource estimate that was disclosed. Gold Corp did their work. They bought it. It's $500 million. And that was a transaction today to mine. So... Um, we're conscious of that. Our job as a board and a team is to create the, uh, the tension between the companies that uh, are looking for this resource and uh, uh, whether or not the resource is disclosed or not, um, that depends on, on where we think it's going to create additional tension to get the best possible offer for the resource that we have. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I see, I like these conversations because company companies have not done it before, not been involved in, in, in selling or um, moving a, a, a project forward. They talk the market language. You're talking to me about a strategy which you believe will best allow you to do what you want to do, which is sell to a developer or, or producer, right? Which I like. Um, because you do things a different way. You spend your money a different way. You focus on different things if you're really clear about it. But the downside to that is the market struggles to understand what you're doing and compares you to what everyone else is doing. And you don't get the reward, which if I'm looking at your share price and you're looking at your, your, your share chart, it's kind of moving sideways. So you think you've got to get the balance right. Uh, we can't control the market. And we can't control what others are doing. Uh, what we can do is do our job to find the best resource possible. And with all the means that we have at our disposal, create that tension. We have a very strong team, good board, good people to help us. Uh, and you know, we, we hope that uh, this will pay dividend. And in the past, if you look at some examples, I mentioned Virginia, Cisco and Quebec, others elsewhere, uh, if you keep at it, we believe it's going to work. But okay, let's, let's go back to the competitive tension component, which you know it is your job to create competitive tension between potential buyers, acquirers, uh, however that whatever that looks like. But they're going to they're going to then leverage what they've got, which is a view of what 
people are valuing you at, whatever they value at is, is irrelevant. If the market's valuing you at a, a low number, they're going to give you a small premium to that number. Isn't that the way it works? Well, it depends how you create attention. And attention will be created by what we show in terms of results and in terms of potential. So part of, part of it is what we do with you today is to get the message out about the strategy and our objectives. So that's why we want to keep you know, passing on that message so it gets across to the market and people that are interested in our type of companies. Okay, so give us some clues then. So you're saying majors will do their numbers for sure, but what do they look for? And therefore, what are you going to be specifically doing to allow them to um, look at you as a potential target? Well, we have the largest gold producer in the world as our largest shareholder. They look at us all the time. We meet with them quarterly. How much do they own? What what percentage of the register? 13%. 13. It's not huge. It's a start. It's not huge. It's a start, exactly. But... And, and others are in that league are also looking at what we're doing. We are talking to them. Uh, some are under non-disclosure agreement, some are not. And they like what we're doing and they just want to see more of it. It's that simple. And then at one point, well, we say, well, we have an offer. We have interests. We have you know, a number of players that are uh, looking at us very seriously. Then all of a sudden you get more tension. And once you get more tension, then... People have to put forward their best offer. Right. So, so I know you're not going to, if you've got people who you're talking to, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to be looking at because it doesn't seem like a lot of data at the moment, but at least they're, they're around from what you're saying is, can we talk then generically about what do those sorts of companies look at? What's the data they're looking at? What's the data that you need to create or create more of? to get them to continue to be interested in this. I'm, I'm just intrigued as they, these different business models that people employ, you've been very clear about yours. So t- tell us what we can expect to see in terms of information coming into the market. In terms of new flow, you'll see more drilling results. We're also doing some metallurgy, it's important. You may drill for gold and you may know it's there, but you need to show it out. So that will be a press release before the end of the year. Results are quite positive so far, about 90% recovery done by some serious people, independent people. So um, that's underway. Um, and as I mentioned, we have uh, two consulting firm helping us with the modeling. We have also an in-house consultant helping us. So you'll see more of that coming. Um, and the companies will have access to the drilling information. Our website, you can download all the drilling information, both the, the raw data and the assays. And the position of the samples. The surface information is also available. So all of that uh, is also contained in a technical report that we've done internally because we don't need to have a resource estimate that I've authored with our senior exploration manager. So that's also available. It's a 4311 report on the website. So we have the package of information that you would normally find in a data room for a company to assess uh, their level of interest in the project uh, in a company like ours. Okay. And so with regards to drill, drill, drill strategy, um, you're looking at open pits. So you're going to be just doing shallow drilling or are you going to actually do some exploratory, you know, deeper uh, drills as well? So the project was known for its point deposit and drilling has been done up to 600 meter depth. It does continue. Uh, that will be the maximum depth that we go to. 
at that point extension, we're limiting ourselves to three, four, perhaps 500, but three, 400 meters from surface uh, to show that you, know, you have mineralization from surface down to those depth, which is sufficient for an initial pit. Okay, okay. Interesting. Right, and so, so what's, what's the actual cash position at the moment versus plus what's coming in in what order? Just remind me, so I understand how much you've got available. So right now we have 4 million of hard cash and we've got 2.5 million coming from the vital transaction. So at the end of the year, we should be around 6.5 million. And then we have other payments coming from this transaction with vital next year. So at the moment, we don't really need financing uh, because we at the current pace of drilling, we got everything we need to be drilling for, for two years. Uh, no, we've done the financing in 2021, just over 3 million, which was quite successful. Um, and we have the ability to raise money if we need to. Right, but you don't expect to have to raise money anytime soon, certainly not within the next 12 months, and you can drill for another two years. Okay. That's the beauty of, of, of selling non-core assets, that you get cash, which is non-dilutive. Right? It is. Any more non-core assets? Yes, we have one more to go, which is a 50% interest in a project called Matteson near the All Paul mine of Newmont in near Timmins, Ontario. The partner is a private company and we have interests and uh, uh, we expect uh, that we'll do a transaction in the months to come. Okay, um, but that partner won't buy you out. You would look to sell it elsewhere. The whole, the whole, the whole, the partner in us, uh, and we've, we, we were public, we'll sell the 100% of the project. They'll sell their 50%, we sell our 50%. Got and, and any sense of what that could be worth? I'm just trying to, again, I'm uh, half, a million, half a million. Half a million. Okay, so n- not huge, but not insignificant either. Okay, fine. I'm, again, what's, we, I think we started the conversation. I was talking about vital, perhaps that needs to overcome some some local issues. Um, what about you in terms of local First Nations? You did you announce a sort of potential of a pre-development agreement there? I mean, what's that about? So I am uh, pleased that you asked this question. We're dealing with the Cree territory. The Cree Nation uh, has signed three agreements with the province of Quebec throughout the history in that region. And the last one was announced in two thousand and twenty. Uh, to foster economic development. They are one of the largest beneficiaries of mining activity and economic development in the region. In our case, we're dealing with a community of Wimengi. Um, and with Wimengi, we want to create more partnerships with them. We've engaged them to help us through their construction companies to do some snow removal. Uh, one of the Wimengi residents is also a tallyman or someone that has trap lines in the area, uh, and uh, we uh, have a good working relationship and an agreement with them. Uh, what we want to do is get them involved in some be a very conceptual, a very early conceptual engineering for this open pit, uh, which will require to have a cofer dam uh, because we're near a reservoir controlled by Hadou Quebec that has dams in the area. Get them involved in that process. So they can be also discussing this with uh, Quebec and and, uh, and and us, so that they, they take ownership of the project. Our goal eventually is to have uh, our annual meeting there. Not not possible during COVID. Hopefully this will change soon. Soon, and also to uh, have them become shareholders. So all those initiatives is what we have on the ESG front, if you wish for for the project, the region, and working with the crews. 
Okay, interesting, interesting. And what about, um, you also um, made an Eco logo submission, is that right? Correct. So EcoLogo is the certification process that shows that companies, exploration companies, are um, doing things the right way. They are responsible, safety-wise, uh, for the environment, with the local communities, also have good governance. We're in the auditing phase, uh, and we expect to have that completed in the next few weeks. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm like, but people forget about this. In fact, we've we've had um, commentary from from some investors of not really understanding one the, the the need for ESG, the need to actually engage with First Nations, and it 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 kind of blows my mind that um, in this day and age that people don't understand the importance of it. So it's it's, it's interesting to see the way that you're going about it, and. Um, you know, I'd love to love to hear more. You know, ne- nearer the point, but um, just, so just just in terms of getting a sort of ra- round, rounded view of um, this story, because it's a kind of first pass type thing for us. Is um, I just want to be clear in, in terms of the 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 drill program. The, the I, I get the the cash available. I get what the the end, the end game here. Have you kind of got an order of play or order of pr- a priority here? Is it you know continue with the extension? Work or are you also chasing new targets, or are you going to be looking at you know new areas um, you know in in and around the, the, the current assets? So there's always a balance between focusing on what you think you're going to get the best result and expanding those areas, and other areas where you don't know as much, but it could be promising. I would say the balance is probably eighty twenty. So 80% will be La Pointe extension and the extension of that. But 20% uh, along this 23-kilometer trend that we have on the project, 23 kilometers is a very long trend. It's equivalent to a mining camp. So looking at some of the other target that some of them were tested, some are not tested. And then we should not forget that we have other projects in the region. We had a project called Elmer East, east of the discovery by Azimut at Patwan uh, in 2020, where from scratch, after doing an airborne survey, after doing some compilation work, a targeting study with our uh, shareholder and partner, Gold Spot Discoveries, we went to the field and found something brand new called uh, Lloyd, and the owner of the trapline owner, Lloyd Mapo. We did some surface sampling, done uh, some channel sampling, done a second round channel sampling, we've done some detail mapping. We get those results in the fall. Uh, depending on that, uh, we'll decide how much drilling we may allocate days. We're very early days we, uh, of, of the drilling exploration, but it looks very interesting. Plus, we've made a, a small discovery north of there and a new showing called George Kish. And lastly, we have the Blanche and Charles projects where we haven't had a chance to spend much time on in the last few years, which also have a good, good, pro- a good promise. Uh, that's in northeastern area of, uh, of James Bay. So we have other targets, uh, but there's a balance to be achieved because we want to advance uh, you know, second me and La Pointe as much as possible. And while also knowing that other areas should not be uh, neglected. Norman, good, like I said, good, good first uh, pass of, of the company. I was sort of intrigued by it because um, I, I like Quebec stories and I think you kind of get an unfair advantage sometimes um, with access to cash. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Pleasure uh, to speak with you this morning. I appreciate the questions and uh, hopefully we can talk soon again. 
Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.